Hi, this is Kathy St. George. I like to talk about my body. I don't know about my work. I try to do as little of that as possible. I make everyone else look beautiful. In fact, I'm really a man. You're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. Welcome to yet again another Area 51 recording of Sci-Fi Saturday Night, which is the name of the show because we do it at night, even though it's not being done on a Saturday, but it comes out on a Saturday. And we used to do it on a Saturday, which is why we haven't rebranded it. We were going to rebrand it, and then we decided that it would be confusing if we called it Sci-Fi Monday Night, which is when we actually record it. But if we changed it to recording it on a Tuesday, we see it gets all confusing, which is why we say, welcome to yet again another Area 51 recording of Sci-Fi Saturday Night, the only podcast to guarantee that it's a gross waste of electrons with no excess carbon emissions, and you get to hear stuff. This week, it's episode 496, and it's mask mandate here once again. We're getting back into mask mandate day, and um, we're also getting to the point we're going to uh, uh, ask for uh, um, um, quarantine uh, regulations. And uh, ha- have you had your shots, Commander? Well, I'm assuming that's what those uh, those loud noises I heard and those ricochets. No, 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 not the gunshots, not the gunshots. Oh, the okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already okay. had that so, taken care of. She's... Okay, so we, we're, we're making sure that everybody in our vast uh, uh, local studio audience here has had their inoculations because, uh, oh, I saw this great thing about how masks work. Are you ready for this? Here's how masks work. Imagine that two people are standing next to other and a person pees on you. So if you're wearing pants and a person pees on you, you get wet. But if you're both wearing pants, then they get wet. This is how masks work. I don't understand that, but it looked better when it was on a cartoon. Anyway, so we're wearing masks and we're checking inoculations so other than that captain cam how you been doing i've been doing good i've been uh, you know you keep talking about masks so i've been uh, digging into some of these old masks i've got my steve austin mask which i'm wearing today no those are not the halloween masks not the plastic ones oh okay those don't no we're talking about the the ones that just cover your mouth and your nose and the ones so that when you cough i don't actually have to see your mouth Oh, so my, the, you know, like the, my ninja mask that I normally wear. Yeah, for this, for this, for the sake of all that's holy at this point, yes, your ninja masks. 
Well, when when I when I play ninja cowboy uh, pirate, ninja cowboy pirates. Yeah, yeah. That really scares me. <laughs> As well, it should, my friend. As well, it should. Oh. So the whole world is still caught up on Zoom, and and again. Kriana and Zombrarian cannot be with us again tonight. We miss them dearly. So we've closed down the Snicker Snack Bar and we've uh, the help desk is on uh, infinite time loop. So at some point, uh, they'll be back, I, I hope. Uh, tonight, tonight we have a special guest and a special friend who's come back to join us again for her fourth appearance, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool for us anyway. Uh, uh, the first two times she was on, she got to talk to us about her Blue Helix series. Uh, last time she got to talk to us about her first book, The Witching Vault, in the her Accessory to Magic series. She's back to talk to us about her second book in the Accessory to Magic series, the Cursed Fae. Please welcome back to Sci-Fi Saturday Night, Catherine Hudson. Catherine, welcome back. Thank you so much, Doe and Cam. I always love coming to join you guys. Thanks for having me. Okay, you can take your mask off because you're on Skype, but be sure to put it oh, on. Oh, thank your goodness. I know. All right. All right. I will be safe. Thank you very cool. much. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, <laughs> when <laughs> first we got to talk about uh, the Witching Vault, um, it was an interesting first book in a series, Thank uh, you. <laughs> which we liked a lot. Uh, it was, for lack of a better term, uh, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> unique. This, I think is a good to the work. unique story about a haunted bank in Denver. Yes. So there's let's reacquaint our listeners with the setting for um this series uh for Winthrop and Durledge, the yeah. haunted bank in Denver. <laughs> My I, I am reacquainting. Listeners, I didn't know if you wanted to go. No, please do. This is is your world. It sure is. And kind of like also my my real life world in a lot of strange, very strange ways. Um, Only because that's where you're from. I am from Denver, Colorado. I spent quite a lot of time in Golden, Colorado, which is just a little little suburb um, west of denver proper I suppose. and i spent a lot of time i don't know if you're aware of this but i spent a lot of my formative years right outside of denver excellent whereabouts um um in 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 littleton of all places awesome I, which yeah. yeah is a very weird place to grow up yeah <laughs> a very odd place to grow up and i ha- i felt the same way about golden as well um Golden and Littleton kind of—they're different, but they kind of have the same. Very odd places. There's they, no question yeah, about it. They're weird feeling. <laughs> um, and so at, I, I wanted to 
set one of my books, series of books, for the most part, they remain in Golden, Colorado, um, in sort of a weird feeling place because there is nothing sane or normal feeling about uh, Jessica Northwood's ah, witchy apprenticeship at this magical bank that goes awry. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the, the whole overworld that you've you've set up inside the greater Denver area in which there's there's Denver mm-hmm. and then there's this this kind of occult underworld that exists there as well. Yeah, that's um, that's been my take on urban fantasy um, for a long time, just the hidden underworld of magic and magicals and all the unseen things that we mere humans and mortals <laughs> don't ever get the glimpse. <laughs> Once you um, scratch this surface, this yeah. quote normal surface, <clears throat> there's this whole occult underworld that exists in in Denver and in uh, in this second book, mm-hmm. uh, the Cursed Fay, um, you you get to visit. Uh, the Denver Public Library's occult <laughs> uh, uh, segment of the library. Yes, the magical section. Yep that that was very fun. Um. And it's it, it's great to get to visit it because I remember our last conversation um, when we finished. We were I think we were near the end of the episode. Our, the last time we were talking about this book. And one of the things I, that, that you teased me about, because I said, he's like, OK, so we know the bank inside and out. We know that there's a gateway here. We know that there's, you know, Confucius. We know that they, the, you know, we know the bank has a voice. We know, you know, that they, we know this, we know that. But what the heck's out there? And you you, yeah. ju- you just laughed and just said, yes, you did. Just wait. <laughs> you just wait until next book. And you did what you always do to me. You did it with Blue Helix. You're doing it with this. And I love it. I, I said to Dylan before we went on the air, before we brought you in, and I, I said, she is a wonderfully evil writer, and I love it. Because yes. she teases information out slowly, not in such a slow way that, you know, you get bored, but in just a slow way so that, you know, you're, you you, you want to pull it along. And I just love the, the little pieces that you give us, like Dom was talking about, the Denver Public Library mm-hmm. is just such a fantastic little place. It's just for her to walk in the door and, you know, meet a, an ordinary uh, human being who goes, no, I don't know of any special areas. And then this other lady goes, no, 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 I'll handle this <laughs> and just sends her back there. But you've, you've created this larger universe now after getting us very familiar in that first book with the bank so we know it really well you've now given us new locations outside the bank that we can now you know grow into and i'm loving it it's it's so much fun and the characters like the uh, the dryad that we got to meet yeah. and his yeah. uh, little gnomish friend you know are just they, they add such a wonderful bit of depth to this it's it's so much fun and and so i I guess my question for you already is, <laughs> is 
So you could have gone and in, you could have gone, you know, very old fashioned, you know, with here's dusty old books, you know, you open them up and you search. You literally put a magical search engine in there. <laughs> How did, oh, a oh, wonderful writer here. How did we come up with that? Because I loved it. Um, oh, I'm glad you loved it, first of all. And honestly, I'm going to be perfectly, perfectly honest with you. I uh, didn't want to bore myself with having Jessica have to <laughs> look through <laughs> shelves and shelves and shelves of old, dusty, magical tomes, if you will. Um, and so, I mean, hey, the non-magical sections of the libraries have their own library catalog mm. on those old clunky computers why not upgrade one in the magical restricted section so there you have it <laughs> uh, so you 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 were trying to avoid the magical version of the dewey decimal system absolutely i you know uh, i have reinvented a few things um of you know in my own uh imagination within this series and I've never liked the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, see. There there you have it. I and I wanted I wanted to help Jessica get quickly to the part where uh she finds something completely different than what she was looking for in the library. Um because she does get dragged through the muck quite a bit in this series and it was a little bit of a break for her. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well the other thing that happens with Jessica that I think kind of fleshes her out as as uh a character of supreme importance <laughs> that we get to learn about her is that uh people who are of secondary importance in the book referred to her now as guardian of the bank mm -hmm. now that is significantly different from from employee Absolutely. which is how she sees herself in the first book and in the beginning of the second book mm -hmm. she sees herself first of all as an apprentice then an employee and then people start referring to her as a guardian. Now that that's a significant upgrade for her. And then towards the end of the book, her new fay friend <laughs> <clears throat> who may not be such a friend after all. Perhaps not. <laughs> we don't know. He may have conned her into doing something that's even dumber than anything she's done that got her thrown in jail in the first place. Um, uh, holds her in even higher regard. So, you know, the whole point of what Winthrop and Durledge actually is, is up in the air. Yeah. As as far as book two goes. <laughs> as as far as as the reader is concerned, mm -hmm. because we've been sold a bill of goods from the beginning. <laughs> as has Jessica. Mm -hmm. And, and at 
as right. as Jessica is learning more and more, so are we, which is I think how it sh how it's supposed to be, how it should be. But we're no smarter than she is at this point. <laughs> In fact, we may be a little bit dumber because she has a little bit more insight than we do, because she is, after all, a witch and we are not. Speak for yourself. Oh, well, love it. There you have it. And I'm not going to be the first one to argue with you, Cam. So, hey. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Good, good, good. <laughs> I learned long ago not to argue with Cam. <laughs> He's far more lucky charms than I do, but that's just me. <laughs> so I have to ask you now about Jessica Northwood. Yes. Where the hell did she come from? How, how did you how did you put her together? <clears throat> Jessica Northwood, like so many of my characters, she started out as just a fun, like rough around the edges, throw caution to the wind, ah, oh my gosh, kind of character. Um, and uh, by the time I finished writing book one, The Witching Vault, and got to writing The Cursed Bay, I realized that once again, I had um, pulled myself out of myself and put that self into Jessica Northwood. She's, she's uh, very much me. This storyline very much closely follows my um, <clears throat> my personal journey from um, having to reinvent my own life and redeem my own mistakes after having been a heroin addict and getting clean again. Um, and, uh, you know, my magic that I took out of myself, stripped away, um, was my writing. And for Jessica Northwood, it's her actual magic that she pulled out of herself and locked up in a tin box in her underwear drawer. <laughs> but the similarities are uh, the similarities actually kind of freaked me out. I think by the time I got to um, uh, <laughs> a major climactic point in writing book three, uh, that I realized, oh my gosh, this this is this is me. So <laughs> there's your there's your long answer, and I think it's really funny too. And I'm I'm actively aware of how much of myself exists inside Je Jessica Northwood. And I've had um, a number of readers get really frustrated <laughs> with her in the books. You know, you can't please everybody, which is fine. But the comments that, that really get me and crack me up are the ones that are like, ugh, Jessica's just an ass. Like, what is she doing? She doesn't know anything. And I can't handle the main character. She's too stubborn. And <laughs> Really? <laughs> Yeah, I guess people these people might not like meeting me in real life then, but <laughs> it, it makes it's me funny laugh. because the view that I get of Jessica is that she's so afraid of herself half the time. Yeah. Yeah. That she's That's not my... really she's <laughs> not really sure why she does half the things that she does because she's afraid of herself. Yep. Yep. Uh, that that came directly from me. Go ahead and say it. I still I still will, will say my biggest fear is myself. So I'm glad that 
it rings true for most readers and for you guys. <laughs> oh, very much. I, I do love Jessica. There's like, there's moments in there that you can see that there's just there is. I don't because it sounds cliche to you say the word. There's a good person inside, but <laughs> there is a moral person because there's one there's one scene right early on in the book that I don't know if you meant it as a throwaway or you didn't, but it meant a lot to me. Is like this whole moment where she's giving this waiter a hard time, you know, while she's trying to order her food. And then when he walks away and her friend, you know, points out, says, yeah, don't worry, he'll get a big, and he does get a big tip. She does yeah. make sure she does, because she knows that she can be a little rough around the edges. She knows that, you know, that's just who she is. And so she knows that, you know, the waiters had to put up with her that here you go. Here's a good size <laughs> tip. You know, thank you very much for tolerating me for right. you know X amount of time. And it, it's so interesting to watch this character who's just, she, she's got this, this, again, I, I can't think of a better word than a good side to it, but there is something to her that does not like to, to hurt people, you know, without, you know, she likes to make sure that people are taken care of. She just, some, I think sometimes she doesn't know the right way to do it. And so it, 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 she's, it, she, like I said, she's very real. Like Dome, Dome said, she is she is so fantastic character here that you know it's one of those that when I read it because usually I'll run into some characters and I'll just go okay that's just not that believable but I can really follow along and so half the time think yeah I'd probably just done the same thing Jessica just yeah. did <laughs> and that's why I love her. Awesome! I love to hear that. Yeah, she's. Uh... Yeah, she's definitely she definitely tries really hard um, when she wants to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, the the rest of the time, I think she's just I don't know very very much like what I think so many of us perhaps now uh, may be experiencing, trying to get used to oh, fighting. Maybe I don't know. Um, having things happen to us all the time, over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, you know, Je Jessica gets a a big dose of um, hmm, schooling, I guess, when it comes down to, you know, what what I believe of the way I live my own life is when I feel like things are happening to me over and over and over again, that is usually a good sign that it's <laughs> time for me to pick myself up and change what I'm doing. <laughs> so um, she gets to learn that the hard way as well. Now there are three more books in this series. There are. Uh. <laughs> I'm looking oh. at it from the point of view, three more return visits from uh, Catherine. Ooh. Hint, hint, I hint, say hint. that I say I say uh, because <laughs> I don't usually give away the ending of the book, but I hated the ending of the book <laughs> because it ran me. It Thelma and Louise to me. Oh. It ran me right to the edge of the cliff. And it left me there. And now I have to read. I have to wait for the next book. And I have to wait to bring you back. 
to talk about the next book. I'll be back then. Don't you worry about it. I'm coming back. <laughs> I can't wait for for all the things uh, to be explored and revealed and to get talked about. Um, mm-hmm. And I I'm glad to hear that it at least feels like so much more is being revealed in book two. Um, and at the same time, I want to say, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> you can just hate me some more. <laughs> I, I keep saying what it, I love you for all of the evil writing you do. You will never get me to hate you because the more <laughs> evil you write, the more that I love you as a writer. So, yeah, don't, don't forget about it. It's a lost cause there. You cannot write evil enough. Oh, good. Okay. Well, challenge accepted. Now. Exactly. I'm throwing down the gauntlet here. You know, I, <laughs> I expect you to ramp up that evil here. You got it. You. So, uh, you so you need, you need to come back at least two more times, and here's why. Uh, you need to come back for book three in the series, which I'm told is called The Secret Coin. Yes, it is. And uh, we need to come back to find out how uh, uh, Leandris is saved or not saved when she steals or doesn't steal the secret mm-hmm. coin with her friends who got her put in jail uh, and di- or didn't get her put in jail or whatever. <laughs> it's an accurate. Summation. Thank you. I, I thought so. <laughs> I thought that was about as accurate as I, accurate as I could make that. Yeah. But the, the other reason that you need to come back um, is because originally <clears throat> we had you on to talk about a series of books called the Blue Helix series. And we talked about both of the two books in that series, Sleepwater Beat and Sleepwater Static. Mm-hmm. And when when we knew you were coming back on to talk about this new series, uh, book two in this new series, uh, Commander Cameroon and I were, were talking about it. And I said to him at the time, I said, you know, what would really be cool <laughs> is if she went back and brought us book three in the Sleepwater series because, God damn, I really loved I, I really loved that 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 uh, that whole thing. Oh, thank you, and I I am going back to it. It is in the works (laughs) and uh yeah there's no there's no possible way that i could ever leave blue helix series alone without um at least revisiting that world one more time one more time at the very least and then i can't even say if that story will be finished by the end of a third book (laughs) i have to get to the end first before I can make that decision, but I'm glad that that you like that you like these series equally for their different. Um, they're much, much, much different. They're so different qualities. from each other. Number one, <laughs> and their 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 focuses are so different from each other, and their their themology is so different from each other, and their mm. their their. 
how do I put this? They taste so different from each other. Yes. I like that. That's a good way to describe it. They do Vanilla and, and peaches. Oh, my God. But when when I tasted when I tasted the Sleepwater series, oh my God, I just fell in love, and it just it just it dug into my it dug under my skin, mm. and it stayed there, and it's I'm like so <laughs> every time. You know what it is? I'll tell you exactly what it is. And I've got to figure out a way to put this into words, so give me a second. No problem. I'm I'm on the edge of my feet. Bobby McFerrin in concert. Have you ever seen or heard Bobby McFerrin in concert? I don't believe I have. I think this is your first reference ever that I haven't gotten. Bobby McFerrin in concert would use his chest as a musical instrument. Oh. Okay. And I can remember him just sitting there just very lightly tapping on his chest and humming at the same time and using the two together. And I can remember reading the first book, um, Sleepwater Beat and going, yeah, Bobby McFerrin would love this <laughs> because this is, this is it. And I could just see it and hear it and feel it as I was reading it. Mm-hmm. And there was an essence, there was an essence of purity in that body music mm-hmm. that was entrancing to mm-hmm. the way it was being written. And it just kind of, interlaced the music and the sound and the feeling and the book and the literature and and the science fiction and and the the fantasy and the the whole thing and i loved the feeling the first time and it got better the second time (laughs) and i just i i wanted more and i still do so there so i want you to bring me more Excellent. I will bring you more. Uh, that is a promise. You're getting more from me after that. I mean, even if I hadn't already been planning on it, <laughs> that might have made me change my mind. But thank you. I, I'm, I'm really excited to get back into that series. And um, I think you know, it's really interesting to think about the differences in terms of uh, where my mind is and where my heart is when I'm writing uh two different series that are so completely just complete opposites of each other in every way um except for maybe the fact that my heart is still in both of them <laughs> that's that's the only thing that's that laces them both together is that there's there's this beautiful heart that keeps weaving them yeah thanks <laughs> um 
Yeah, I I wonder after um I do wonder, after having so effectively written humor into the Accessor to Magic series, how how it's going to feel <laughs> to go back into the Blue Helix <laughs> um, very, very little humor, comparatively, and a lot more. Well, that more. was one of... Yeah, go ahead. That was one, oh, no, that's what I was going to say. Is that's one of the things that I did notice, is that definitely Accessory to Magic is... Yeah, you know, and it's going to sound weird, but lighthearted compared to Blue <laughs> Helix. Blue Helix, you know, it's, it's definitely it's 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 not it's not a downer, but it's it's definitely it's gritty. It, with mm-hmm. accessory to magic, one of the things that I do also love about Jessica is her humor and the humor that happens around her and at her uh, expense. Right. Uh, things when you have something like Confucius causing uh-huh. all kinds of problems, and I still. You know, I'm still, that was the other thing is I wanted to know more about Confucius. So, you know, it, it, but it's just, I love this humor. There is a lightness to this that is just so much fun to, 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 when, even when she's like talking with his best friend she hasn't seen in ages, it's, it's the humor that you build in there that makes, that makes this so much fun to read. So it's just, that's a, I, and I, I, because you, because we end up being dumb and I, because we read a lot of books. We read a lot of books, and some of them are very dark. So mm-hmm. it is so, so, so appreciated to have something that has light moments. Oh in God, it yes. That are, oh that, God, that are, yes. That are palate <laughs> oh. cleansers in between the uh, the intense moments. And trust me, those palate cleansers are needed. If I can say only one thing is that you do occasionally have to throw those little bits of humor in there. Just so that you know, we we can have that break before we go into that next moment. So yeah, yeah. I love it. Thank you. Oh well, you're very welcome. <laughs> I um, that was something I did. Yeah, very intentionally. Uh, not just to make it like, oh, this will be a funny thing. I'll just throw it in there. But at the at the points of like, this is <laughs> careful, guys. This is about to get real dark real fast. So. <laughs> Let's have a little breather for a second because we're about to dive right in. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I, I learned, I have learned that more people um, are receptive to reading and interacting with and perhaps even tasting uh, my brand of darkness when there's a little bit more light in there as well. Um, and I, I, the way this series has been received definitely has confirmed that. <laughs> so I'm glad that it worked for you guys. Not all darkness all the time, but mostly. All right. Well, a, a good example is like the, the dryad and the gnome we meet in the library. We're just so amusing together. It's just, it's so funny listening to the two of them. Just, it's Almost like an odd couple, you, and not yeah. the odd couple, but your but your <laughs> own version of the odd couple. And right. it it and and the way they interact with it was just there was this moment that we you know after you've gone through all that you've gone to the library and you've had what happened right before it, then it's like, oh well, this is fun. I like this, and this is and you're right. It it helped put a little bit of relief. It released a little bit of pressure before you you <laughs> ramped it right back up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely really enjoyed writing minor characters in this series too because they are all so 
incredibly different and um, you don't ever really know what any of them actually want. <laughs> you can tell because, I mean, like Ronaldo and Boris or, okay, what's yeah. the name of the dwarf from book one? Because that was back in December. I read it and I can't remember his name. <laughs> Carrie. Carrie. Thank you. Carrie. Yeah. You, each one of these characters, they're not throwaways. When you introduce a character like, and maybe these are major pivotal characters. I don't know. We haven't gotten far enough <laughs> into the series, but you 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 make these characters feel you know real and you make these characters interesting so that it's not just you know it's like oh here's a throwaway here's a here's a red shirt right off the star trek enterprise um <laughs> they watch watches it gets crushed by an alien you know these are the, and even if they do get crushed by an alien but you would actually care about them <laughs> but there's so much fun like it feels like you put a lot of time into ronaldo and boris and I just, I so appreciate it. Right down to the point where Boris is shedding his yeah. bark. And Ronaldo is sitting here going, aren't you going to clean that up? And I'm like, you see, this is the level of thought that I love about it. You're writing is you put that thought in there to, you know, that each one of these characters has a little idiosyncrasy or two or three, you know, that, that, that just makes them interesting and makes you, you know, really appreciate them. So, yeah. Wonderful. I'm I'm so glad that you like them. I really enjoyed Boris and Ronaldo as well. I want uh, their own side book for them. Just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of of how how uh the Boris, continuing adventures of right. Boris and Ronaldo. Boris and Ronaldo, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can talk all about how how Ronaldo lost his standing. And the uh, what was he the the uh, former steward of Croom, I think. Right, exactly. Yes, I think that's what you said. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm digging right back to the book and trying to find that section so that I can. Yeah, but that's I think that sounds about right. <laughs> so one of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, there's... the the important thing to remember here is, uh, we've we've got a lot more work to do here with with Catherine. Uh, because there's a lot more books to come. There's a lot more stuff to talk about. There's a lot more Catherine to delve into. Um, and we're going to be doing it because uh, we like her. Oh, <laughs> she we likes like, you too. <laughs> we like Aww. the way she writes. We like her books. We like her stories. Aww. And she's welcome back here whenever she wants to come back. Her name is Catherine Hudson. She writes good stuff the current series of books that she's writing is not sleepwater beat which i really love but she'll be getting back to that it's accessories to magic we talked about the witching vault we talk about the cursed fae we'll be talking in a couple of months about her newest book uh when it comes out the secret coin which is book three in the series of accessory to magic but until then she's still Catherine hudson and and thank you so much for joining us tonight Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I always look forward to getting to chat with you guys. Awesome. And we, we always look forward to having you. Have yeah. a wonderful night. You too, Roman Cam. Thank you so much. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con, Plastic City Comic Con, and the Upper Valley Comic Expo. We are also sponsored by Dreamforge Magazine, a superb magazine of fantasy and science fiction, and Comic Art House. 
Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're looking for a really great gift book for that rapidly approaching semi-annual Fairbanks Melt Day celebration, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is available on Audible, because I'm not sure where else you can find it. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. For more of his amazing stuff, just look at robwattsonline.com. And don't forget to try the Watts sauce. We have. We love it. Our outro was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. You can find Lawrence Made Me Cry's music on Bandcamp. And a whole lot of love to Jojo and Celine. Many thanks to the gang from his booking books. Thank you, Captain Cam. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie shared pain as lessons, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Better things are coming, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. So, unless it's daytime, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody!